Hello everyone, I'm Ben Irving, one of the lead producers on Anthem, and you're listening to the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 78 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet, in Bastion, or across all of all of Miris. Um, I am your host, Steve, along with my three co-hosts, Mike, Devin, and JD, and today is the 21st of March, and usually I don't say the date. I don't know why I said the date this time, but I'm going to say the date, because it's good to have reference for this kind of thing, and Devin... Mike and JD, it has been 34 days since we have been able to, since we first played Anthem live on PC. JD, for you, it's been 27 days and 10 hours-ish, so it's been a little bit over a month, pretty close to a month for all you PlayStation users and all you Xbox users, and I'm kind of excited for a lot of the new stuff that has been announced through the live stream that we're going to talk about. But one thing I kind of want to ask you guys is that if, you know, we know that there's going to be a bunch of in-game holiday events coming up. So if you were to create an in-game holiday, what would you create? JD, we'll start with you. If you had a holiday that you wanted to do in Anthem, what would it be? Uh, Well, for mine, I had a Gravit Amnesty Day written down where uh, it could either be one of two things. uh, The first of which being that... um, Grabbits are just, you know, are all over the place in Bastion and are invulnerable as kind of like a uh, taunt to those who uh, like to kill the Grabbits. Or it could be a kind of thing where they let the Grabbits into the fort as kind of like, you know, to celebrate some of the more friendlier creatures, even though they look like nightmare fuel. I think it'd be a fun holiday all the same. It seems like it would be super messy. And I know Grabbit droppings are poisonous and acidic. You'd probably kill everyone in the fort, JD, with your holiday. Well, this is why they don't put me in charge of things. Is I, I, I am, I would not be. I, no, no, it's a bad idea. I agree, JD. Thank you for your idea. I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> but I, I, I'm just kidding, JD. Grabbits. I, I don't like the grabbits. I just wish that the grabbits would just stay away. Either lead us to treasure, or otherwise, you're just taking up space. Get rid of those grabbits. I haven't killed a grabbit yet, though, during the live, um, during the live game, though. So, JD, how many grabbits have you killed? Uh, at least, like, I don't know, 20. Oh, that's it? I thought you would have killed more. J- Devin, what is your uh, holiday that you would come up with? Uh, my holiday is pretty easy. It's something we've talked about a lot. I, th- I still love the idea of javelin racing, even though, I mean, right now, their stuff is obviously, you know, they want us to fly the same, you know, speed, that kind of stuff. But I think it'd be cool if they had javelin races where you could actually get, uh, you know, inscriptions or other things on all your gear to make your javelin go faster or turn tighter, those kind of things. And it'd be a lot of fun. So then you could, you know, do javelin races and have competitions and just another side activity that you could do. And you could totally get drops for that in gear and you could focus on that in the races, or you could get that outside of the races, you know, and build towards that. So I think it'd be interesting seeing a Colossus just, Doing a full, you know, <laughs> 90, 90 degree turn real quick. <laughs> and, well, we do know that in the in the game there is some lore about a grandpa that just wants to race javelins, so mm-hmm. that precedent is kind of there already. So, yeah. 
and not to like, um, before we get to Mike and to my idea, to open it up to you guys, because I think this is kind of an interesting idea about the javelin races. I know in the beginning they said that they really want us all to stay together when we're not in combat. Do you guys feel that this is a possibility that they're going to get away from that precedent that, hey, you know what? It doesn't really matter if you guys are that close together. You, we all kind of end up at um, places at different times anyway because of the routes that we take. So do you think they'll loosen the reins on that idea of just having, nope, when you're not in combat, all the flight speed is the same because we want you to stay together? Mike, do you think that they'll eventually loosen up on that? <laughs> no, because we still get tethered to each other when we're three feet away. I mean, no, in free good. play, you don't. <laughs> it, well... In the missions, you so, don't either. Like, there's eh, quite a eh, bit of space eh, in the missions. You know, so just looking at a javelin, it makes sense that an interceptor should go faster than a colossus. Correct. Like, it makes sense. So hopefully, hopefully, we start leaning that direction. Um, I, I I think a javelin racing league would be cool, but but maybe, uh, but maybe more. It's more um, obstacle type stuff. Where, where it's a mixture of flying slash running. So then you're actually piloting the javelin versus just flying with the javelin, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, you know, because the Interceptor has some great, is is so flexible and so uh, agile is the word I was looking for. And it's so agile, like it could do this cool, like American Ninja Warrior type stuff. Um, but then, but then you'd have to do something to, to level your field for a Colossus. So I don't know, maybe the Colossus just wouldn't be, you know, Colossus couldn't race an interceptor. I don't think maybe you'd have to have, you'd have to be in your Ranger to race a Ranger. You'd have to be in your, an an interceptor league to race your interceptor. Cause it, just looking at them, the interceptor is going to beat a Colossus every time. At least it should, but I mean, you know, maybe, maybe top you balance that. Maybe you balance that by having the Colossus, you know, like bring out their shield and just smash through an obstacle. So, like, even though they fly slower, they're just able to plow through obstacles. They don't have to go around them in the same way. Like, that could balance it out, I think. Maybe. Yeah. And, It'd and be interesting. I think one of the cool things that we saw in the very first um, mission, and it was right, right after the Heart of Rage mission, the first missions we're talking with Owen, we go down and we silence a relic. And when you get down into this area... There are these giant pillars of energy. I, I can't remember if they're energy or if they're water. No, they're probably not water because they damage you if you go through it. But you kind of have to strafe to the right or strafe to the left or, oh, or yeah. barrel roll. And that's yep. to get around these things. And that's really the only time we've seen an, an area like that. And I thought that was a really cool thing um, because it made you pilot the javelin in a different way, almost like you were in a plane dodging things out of the way and and since that time we haven't really seen anything like that so having rooms like that different obstacles i mean just even having the electric the electricity balls hanging out in a in a tunnel that you have to navigate i think would be pretty fun for a racing league and that's something that the devs could just you know put together pretty quick we already have the beacons that tell us where to fly to you just use those like the old you know superman or pilot wing 64 rings that you have to navigate through and boom you got yourself a course and takes like maybe seven hours of work on one day for one developer and you've got a racing league ready to go (laughs) i don't think that's exactly how it works but in my mind that's how it works we do have a couple suggestions here in the chat Rusty says it's only if they bring back uh, 
the streamers like we used to have on the bike bike handle handles you know when we were kids uh for all of you younger kids you don't know what that is but oh i'm sure they still have those nowadays just the colorful streamers <laughs> off the handlebars on bikes that would be fun yeah. or even Michael if they Elf. did <clears throat> like mike says cos uh cosmetic trails coming off of our yes. off of the javelins almost like they do in rocket league that'd be cool yeah that would be fun be really cool. So there's lots of things they could do with that. You know, if they made uh, just the whole track where there's just kind of all different kind of obstacles, going through caves, finding the right right path that's the fastest, you know. So I think that'd be cool. Very cool. Mike, if you had a holiday that you had to come up with, what would it be? So I would, I would celebrate um, LV Day, which I believe is, we decided, is Legion Victory. Um, so, so that could be, you know, tied to the world, tied to the lore. That could be a day that we celebrate and we would do it. We would do it similar to what we do, what we do here when we celebrated VE day. And so, you know, streamers and ticker, ticker tape parades and, you know, just banners in the, in the uh, fort, um, everybody decorated. Maybe you could get a decal or something that you could put on for that day that, it shows your your support for the Legion victory, and so that would be a fun holiday. I think again ties to the world, and you can de- we can see our characters eating. And what is the uh, what is the drink that um, that um, old yeah, what's his face what's his face drinks and then dances like two brew for two yep. yep. So that could be fun. I mean, it takes two months to import. All right. So. <laughs> you know what? And either Striders are super super slow. <laughs> Or, or or the area that we live in is way spread out. Because yeah. I because two months, come on, people. I think and both of those you imagine statements going on a are Strider true. Excursion for two months. I mean, that's why you like, just if you're not a javelin pilot, that's like those are your options. Either get in the Strider <laughs> where an Ursix isn't going to eat you, or you kind of have to you know chance going out there on your own. So well, get in that javelin. And it's funny you bring that up because we rescue a lot of people who are not in javelins out in the world, <laughs> and they seem to do okay. In fact, except they, do they need so rescue. Okay that while we're fighting Scar, they're just walking from place to place. They're like, "I'm gonna stroll here. I'm no, gonna. Wa- oh, you're gonna land right next to me. That's cool. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm I- an arcanist." Don't think, worry about me. I think that's just how much confidence they in, that they put in us as a freelancer to not, you know, land on them, not melee them when we hit the ground or throw. The, the, best, um, the best is when we're trying to get them out of like scorpion um, sticky stuff and we're like shooting them with our missiles and they're like, no, this totally makes sense. Good job, freelancer. I like Star the way Wars. you think. You're going, <laughs> you're going right for your ultimate to get me out of this. I like the way you think. <laughs> I didn't think about that till now, Mike. So we're just going to pass on. So I think uh, a fun holiday would be we have two planets in the sky in, um, that we see above us. It'd be cool if you celebrate, you know, um, a day when the they either, um, I don't know, they're celestial bodies in the sky. I don't know if they're planets or moons. They're very large. So, you know, if we had like when those, when those planets eclipse each I other, I think that would be really cool. Let's not go that far, Mike. <laughs> I think it'd be really cool. And then maybe even on a day like that, you know, we have like the beasts, um, become more common for whatever reason. It makes the, it makes the Ursics and the Wolven and the, and the brutes go crazy. Stuff like that would be kind of fun. All right. Moving on. Those are all great, fantastic ideas, except for Mike's idea. Um, if you wanted to call with comments, questions, 
um, criticism of the show, you can do that. You can leave us a voicemail at 505-386-7917. Or you can send us an email at gmail dot not at gmail.com slash gmail. That doesn't make any sense. You can do that at freelancercodex at gmail.com. And then also I wanted to congratulate. We have two new bosses to the show. So Volkai and Verdanog have joined our Patreon. Um, our Patreon is a growing place. We have four new bosses now that can tell us what kind of show that we want to make. If they want us to talk about the Division 2 the whole time, we can do that. Uh, I'm pretty sure Rusted can tell us what to talk about whenever he wants also, but I don't think he wants us to talk about the Division 2. So congratulations <laughs> to them. If you guys want to join and support the show monetarily, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. The show is always going to be free. And if it's something that you can't do financially, um, that's okay. We don't want anyone to put themselves into financial straits by supporting the show. We just, you know, we we do the show because we like to, and we appreciate those that that want to give back to it. So, thank you to you guys. And then, Mike, we have a little fun competition going on with uh, March Madness. So, will you give us a freelancer madness bracket update? So for those who are unaware, right now, the NCAA men's college basketball tournament is going on right now, and it is by far the best sporting event in the world. It is a – you laugh, but it is. People are going to have something to say about that. No, it's the greatest sporting event on the planet. Mm-hmm. It is 64 teams. It is three weeks long. It is just awesome and amazing. It's awesome to watch. Oh, there were so many good games today. Um but we do a tournament. We are doing a tournament, our inaugural tournament. And currently, we have a three-way tie for first place. The Real Magic Mike, um, Mana, Mantakia, 106, and Basic Rights, um, all tied for first place currently with 10 points. Um, it's exciting. I, I love the tournament. It's a great time. And um, congratulations to those three for so far having the best bracket in our group. And we will keep you posted as the rounds go on. The second half of round one will where, be tomorrow. So where am I ranked on that, Mike? Where am I ranked you, currently? You, you actually don't want to know. I do kind of want to know because my thing isn't updating and it says I'm in second. So You're not. <laughs> you, are, you are in fourth place with nine points. Not too bad. Tied, tied with that dude Giles and the Grabbit Herder. The old gravit herder. That sounds like a tough job to be a gravit herder. Mike, where are you ranked? I am bringing up the rear. Slowly, slow and steady wins the race. I don't think that's how it works in the NCAA tournament. I have quite a few points remaining. um, And if I get all those points, um, we'll see. It'll be interesting. It's a great time. I love love college basketball. I love the tournament. It's it's super fun. Hopefully next year you all will get in with us. There are only eight um, entries. Um, so hopefully we can all get in and make it a big thing. Um, again, there's no there, – I, I think we are giving a prize, Steve. Did we say we were going to do – It's true. I, I have to come up with – Something at the end. I have to come up with the prize that, that I'm going to make for it. So it, it's going to yeah. take me a while. And luckily I've got a little bit of, of time. The tournament goes for a while. So I'm going to put together something cool. Maybe I'll just throw in like an Xbox Elite controller in there for people to use. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe. All right. So, so it's exciting it is very exciting. So yesterday we had, it was yesterday, right? I've been on vacation this whole week, yep. so I just barely got back today. So I haven't been able to play a ton and I haven't been able to, you know, dive in as much as I wanted to for the things that have gone on. But we got a stream yesterday 
And with that stream, we had Jesse on. Jesse is one of the community managers for Anthem. Him and AJ um, do that as a team. AJ was on Sticks, And then we had, shoot, I'm forgetting the name already of who was on there. Mm. The lead designer. Um, is the lead systems designer. And... It was Chris, wasn't it? Chris something. Yeah, it was Chris. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for pulling us out of there. Okay, so they did a stream. And we are going to talk about a lot of the streams. Um, a lot of the things that they announced on the stream. Sorry, Chris I'm just... Schmidt. Chris Schmidt. iGame uh, saved us Thank there at the last second. Thanks, iGame. We appreciate that. So Chris Schmidt came on. Okay, I want to talk about a lot of the stuff that, that they said. But first things first. Um, when Jesse was going through and they pulled up the the interceptor that they were going to use this this really confuses me and mike i know you have a lot to say about this but like, <laughs> like why on earth were we using like an epic ranger for these streams i don't understand why they're not like we were in grandmaster one a lot of the changes that we were looking forward to take place in grandmaster two and grandmaster three um so i i don't know why we were playing on gm1 i I don't know if they just don't want to show all those changes that are happening in GM2 and GM3 in case they had a weird situation or like, well, in we're case playing. they're broken. In case they're broken. I don't know. I don't know why we're playing with such a low-level Ranger. I mean, at, well, at see, most it's, people. So it's, funny, it's funny you say that, though, Steve, because, because two streams ago um, when they were playing, I think they were playing in Grandmaster 1, lots of things were broken. So, And this isn't to sound crass or anything, but we're used to it. Um, we're, we're used to things being broken when they showed up. And, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. Um, I think it's, I think it's okay for, well, for me anyway, it's okay for me to show Grandmaster 2 and maybe see something that's broken. Um, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I would rather see that than like Steve, where Steve is going with an epic javelin flying around Grandmaster 1. Which, which really at this point, 37 days, 34 days into it, uh, 200 plus hours into it for those who get to play, uh, you know, a couple hours a day, we're all, we're all past that. We are all, I think, sitting at Masterworks right now, a Masterwork Javelin level. And, and so, um, yeah, show us Grandmaster 2 and beyond, please. Well, well I think Just, that- and I think the the major point is everyone's been talking about loot. And if you're increasing the drop rates in Grandmaster 2 and Grandmaster 3, you want to show us what that new loot change looks like, or at least give us an idea. Not say, hey, we've increased legendary drops in GM2, we've increased them in GM3, but we're playing GM1. And then Chris and Jesse are like, all right, here's the treasure chest. And you open it up here's with like purple one. and blues. I mean, like, we, we did this whole purple and blue thing with Destiny, and we know how that went over. I mean, that's not like that's not like something that... It's like, guys, you saw what happened here. That became a meme. It's still a meme when people talk about Deej saying, and, you know, we get the blues. I, f- I forget what it is over in Destiny, but it's like, why would you... You know what? Even re- pre-record something where you actually get legendaries or masterworks out of a chest to show us that it's working, and not just be like, all right, here you go. This is what it is, because I don't think... I, I don't think, you know, AJ playing Go ahead, Mike. No, I think it's I think it's that fine line where the, where they're going for authenticity and yeah. and showing that that you know this is this is happening real time in the world, which is which there is a piece to that. Yes. Yes, you're talking about it. Yes, you're playing right now. We can see you doing all this stuff. But but I like where you're going, Steve. I would be more 
Um, I would be more focused on the gameplay if if it were a pre-recorded, you know, this is what we did. Even if it jumps around to highlight the stuff that they're working on, I'm okay with if they want to cut it out in snippets instead of, all right, we're going to jump into this legendary contract and hopefully everything that we've talked about is going to happen and everything that we're talking about is going to happen. So I think, again, there's that balance between this is authentic, this is what we're doing right now, this is AJ flying in the water, this is AJ flying out of the water, um, to this is us opening a legendary contract, a legendary mission chest, and getting purples and blues. But again, I think it, I think that could have been solved. Hopefully that could have been solved with jumping up from Grandmaster 1 to Grandmaster 2. But show us those masterwork javelins and and the stuff that that maybe you can do with those javelins that we haven't thought of yet or those combos you know because unfortunately i think and and devin you might be able to back me on this Mm -hmm. that that when we were going through the epic range it was load an epic load an epic load an epic now really focus on the masterworks i mean the epics were just placeholders on the way to masterworks is that a fair statement yeah, I mean that that's pretty much a fair statement and, and currently right now when you're working towards the top tier, you know, legendary, most of the masterworks are the same way. I mean it's it's you know, when when I was talking yesterday playing with uh, one of the community members, Phadrian, we were having the same conversation about, you know, are are you just, you know, um getting rid of all your masterworks as you get them, you know? Um especially yeah, I mean if there's nothing for it to offer better than the ones that I currently have equipped which I only have three that are equipped and everything else is legendary besides the support piece. Um, the masterworks are, are irre- irrelevant also right now because mm-hmm. the inscriptions aren't of any value to my build. Well, and the you perks know. are the same going from masterwork to legendary. Yeah, which is also a big problem because they, they shouldn't be. And we've talked about that before. But um, I think it, it really just depends on what level you're at and where you're trying to work towards. And... Right. It becomes a, I mean, that's a hard problem to solve. Of how do you make uh, gear relevant? You know, when you know, like I played and I got, uh, I did maybe like an hour, not even an hour of free play, and I was doing Grandmaster three with three random people, and we were just cruising around, and I got, um, I think it was like eight masterworks in that time that I played, mm-hmm. and we did maybe three world events, and the rest was just killing things as we were going. And they were popping all over the place, but there wasn't any legendaries, which is what I really wanted. Right. And, uh, you know, I had luck on the build because I have legendary and masterwork stuff that's built in there that has, you know, luck on it. So, which I think, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later because I know Mike wants to talk about that. And and I want (laughs) to talk about luck a lot too. So, so Mike, I I ask you guys this question, and this is, this is something that's kind of been bugging me. Would you guys rather than just, put together a PowerPoint and saying, these are the, these are the changes. This is what we expect them to do. Um, and give us all that information that way on slides rather than have AJ in the background playing a mission, because I don't think them playing a mission gives us any information that we didn't have. I think one of the cool things that they did show us, 
and this this could they they could do in a video like showing us how quick it is to get to the forge that's great that they did that showing us you know aj pushing the buttons going to the forge i think that's a great change by the way like it's fantastic that that is like instant it must be loaded into the background all the time now which is perfectly fine with me i'm glad it's that way that you can just jump in you're in the forge you can make the changes you need to we can see the components now in a list um, I don't know how that's going to look when we're actually changing those out. If that solves that problem, that probably won't be a problem until they um, um, later down the line when you actually get a stat sheet. Um, but like them showing like things like field of view sliders, they could have done that in a pre-recorded video, saying, "Hey, this is what it looks like now with the field of view slider." Like I don't think they necessarily need to say, "Oh, look, I'm changing it in game, and now I'm going to go shoot a couple things." I think I would rather had a more curated video showing us the changes that they made instead of just having someone in the background play the game. I mean, is that just a me thing or does it matter to you guys or people in chat that they're showing live gameplay talking about these changes? I think they could do both. I mean, to me, I mean, they're both, they they seem both very excited, you know, about the things that are happening. You know, they obviously know the game's broken. They've talked about it that, uh, you know, there's, there's issues and there's things they're not happy with the state of the game and they're continuing to work on it. And it's not just going to be an easy step. And they, like they said in the live stream, this is just you know one small step out of many steps that that are need to happen to get the game to where they want it to be and to where they're happy with where the game's at. And you know they're working really hard on it. They're doing a lot of stuff. But I think yeah, some of the things and, and what this is, I don't know how many, what number of live stream this is, but it's kind of like for us, you know. I mean, we still have issues and stuff, but. Um, you kind of hope with with them having professional people that get paid to do it, um, they could do a few more <laughs> more things, you know, with the videos and, and what have you, because it would work better, you know, instead of I'm flying around trying to find water uh, so I can show you this, which, right. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's funny at, on one side and uh, a little frustrating on the other, because you're like, oh, let's go the other way, it's just right over here, you know, but... Um, Again, I think it's yeah. I think it's that balance between authenticity and and that feeling of just showing you a pre-recorded thing. So maybe maybe they have some qualms in and of themselves the uh, the live stream team about showing a pre-recorded thing. Maybe they think it's too robotic. Maybe they think it's not um, uh, reaching out to the community like they want, which is fine, and and we get that. But but Devin made some very good points. I mean. Finding the water, something as simple as finding a lake to dive into to show us these sliders. I mean, yeah. So, so I don't, I, and I and I don't know if there's an answer to this question. I don't know if there is a right or wrong to do. I, I think if I they mean, had recorded, I, people would still complain about it. And they're like, well, they didn't show it live, so how do we know that's not just rigged and that's going to actually happen? Well, well, they would. They they probably would, and we know that people are going to complain <laughs> otherwise. But but really information that they wanted to get out got out right yeah the the thing that that i would wish i i i like i like when they take questions from the chat but they never pick the questions i want to ask <laughs> do, you, do you know how they never pick the things i want to answer right like like the things i want answered they're like and they scroll past them they're like oh that's about this really important thing uh let's get past that Oh, that's about this re- other really important thing. Let's get about that. Uh, Grabbits are are predominantly female in this population, and then they keep going. I'm like, guys, 
Do you know Come how on. often I was like yelling in the car while I was listening and driving, like talk about the cosmetic store, and my wife looks over at me and is like, "What the f are you yelling about?" So you know, I I get weird looks like that, but I mean, and and that's frustrating. But again, it's like maybe if I was in the chat, you know, spamming this. I mean, I'm let's be honest, but I'm never going to be in Twitch chat because that's that not guy. where I want to go. So I'm not going to be there. No, but yeah. I mean, I wish they would have talked about that. But moving on, real quick, unless JD, you had something to add. JD, you had something to add. Sorry, I had something caught in my throat. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they should. Yeah, <laughs> I had to mute my mic for a second. Um, I, like, they should definitely have uh, organized information uh, on the patch notes. Like, um, I don't know if they've been doing this or not. Like, on any of their websites, or if it's just like, you know, it's kind of like just rewatch the stream. But a really good, uh, a really good example of how uh, an ongoing game. Uh, does these streams would be um, the Warframe uh, dev streams. And those are really good examples because it's, it's sometimes, sometimes they have like the devs, like just playing the game and like showing things off. Like if they're showing off like a new model or a new skin or something like that, they have gameplay going on in the background, but they also have, uh, you know, uh, slides of information or concept art uh, queued up, ready to go to show people it's not all just the gameplay in the background the entire time. And um, I I feel like breaking that up a bit with like stills of other bits of like, maybe show us uh, some of the animations that they're working on for a new type of enemy, or maybe show us concept art for some of the cosmetics you're going to add down the line. These are all things that they could, you know, add in maybe a, maybe a slide that has um, the things in uh, well has the changes detailed in writing because sometimes, you know, like any, anybody who's ever had to do any public speaking um, will tell you sometimes when you wrote it out, it's not as clear when you speak it because it's just like, you know, you get caught up in colloquial English and, you know, talking to your audience and you don't convey it in the same information that's easily misinterpreted. So having it up there, like on the side of the screen, you know, saying like, oh, you know, like we have uh, thruster duration plus 20 percent uh, with the overheat, uh, well, overheat cooldown uh, uh, decreased by 20 percent. And you're like, OK, yeah, that's pretty clear. But yeah, it, it also probably makes it harder for people that English isn't their primary language. I mean, if you have it written out, at least people like Rusted can do the translation a lot easier than having to, you know, go from go from voice. I don't, so, yep. I agree. I think there's a lot of work that they can do to make these a little bit more clear. And you know what? Like you, like you said, Devin, this is they're they haven't been doing a ton of these. Like in the long run, they've done very few. So hopefully they'll get better as we provide more and more feedback. And hopefully we will yeah. provide constructive feedback. Um, at, at least that's what that's that's what our plan is. I mean, it may sound like we're complaining a lot, but we just we want the game to be amazing, and we want them to talk about the things we want to talk about. So okay. Well, and I think the easiest thing I think the easiest thing that they can do for themselves on these streams is to is to go in and and pre-record them. That seems like it could be the easiest thing to do them so that it's not so they don't have the live issues that they've had so that they don't have the want wah moments i mean i get it and i get that it can be frustrating when your live stream doesn't go the way you want it to or when you open a chest live and it just doesn't work out the way you want so guys like like go ahead you're not going to hurt our feelings if you if you pre-record these and go ahead and throw them up and just take all these ideas and put them all in one you know i i really like 
I really like watching uh, the shows where you the where you have the ticker at the bottom that just kind of shows you, you know, it has a running, um, oh, what are they called? Um, patch notes. Just have the running patch notes at the bottom of your stream so that people can read as your stream is going, have it pre-recorded, have a pre-recorded mission going on with different builds and maybe tell us those builds um, as they're in there. You know, this is a an interceptor running a super melee build. Here's a storm. What does a storm do? Does a storm do anything but die? Uh, no, that's about it. That's pretty much it. Storm. So this is a storm, this is a storm death, death build. build. Yeah, this is a storm death build. build right? This is the easiest way the storm can die. We call this the storm mega death. If you want your storm to die, um, you know, and and do it that way. And again, it, it's probably a lot of work up front to do, but I think that that you'll be so. Um, happy with the product that comes out afterwards that it that you can just push play you know i think if it were me if i were in charge of it and i'm not and i know that i'm not but if it were me i would try to do some stuff up front and make it as easy as i can on myself um and and i and i say that it can be a good product and when i say pre-recorded i mean they don't have to pre-record the whole thing have your slides up have some Mm -hmm. pre-recorded video in the background and have you guys talk about that video yeah. You know, and then you have your bullet points, you practice. I mean, and I know these guys are super busy and they're bringing people on to talk about it. They right. don't have time to like, yeah, hey, let's go sit down and let's, you know, go through this thing several times. Anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the patch notes. We're going to talk about the things that we really liked about the patch notes. All right. So vanity chests. These are the Elysium chests that are, the Elysium caches that are going to be available during the, let's see. Uh, let see. I'm going to make sure I get this right because, you know, we, we had this all written down from other people that translated this, um, from English to English. So the Elysium caches are going to be part of the legendary mission quests, correct? No. No, I already got that wrong. Yes. There's strongholds. Yeah. There's chests at the end of the stronghold. Oh, okay. Boss. Yeah, so they're at the end of the stronghold, and the the key to get in those is going to be, in order to get the key to open the chest, you have to run the legendary mission or whatever that yeah. daily is. There's a specific daily, daily that gives you, and it's it has a marker on it and an icon next to it. So when you complete that, you get a key. And everybody that goes through, if one person has a key, it, it unlocks the, a chest, and everybody gets loot from that chest. If four, all four people have a key. Then everybody gets loot from all four chests. Is it the same chest? No, there's four chests at the end of each stronghold. So they're going to be there, but you can only get one key a day. So you can either hoard them for a while and and, and do that. I don't know why you would do that because you can never get dupes. So they say you can never get duplicate stuff unless it's just embers. Can you hold more than one key at a time? Yeah, you should yeah, be able to. There's can, a... They had their icon or just said zero, but... Um, so, so the so, best the best way to do this. Hang on, I'm talking. Okay, I'm so sorry, just, I couldn't tell. Just to clear it up, just to clear it up, we run through the daily quest. The four of us, uh-huh. when we finish the daily quest, we each have a key. So yes. four keys total between our group. Yep. After we run the daily quest, we jump into the daily stronghold or any stronghold. Any stronghold. Any stronghold. We jump in the stronghold and we finish it. And at the end of this stronghold. There are four chests, one, two, three, four, in a row that we can. Yep. yep. And then and then we say, all right, Steve, go open chest number one. And Steve opens chest number one. We all collect that loot. And then JD opens chest number two. And we all collect that loot. And Devin opens chest There's a limited amount of time, three. so I'm guessing we're all going to open up 
just open them all up. I don't know. We just, didn't see how much time, but there's a limited amount of time afterwards. To, to do what? To open the chest. Bef- before the mission ends. Before like what right, happens. Like right now oh, we have the 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, before the mission ends. We're not going to be like, open it one at a time, look at the loot, and see what we get. It's just going to be so like, you, okay, you open it up, so you, you get to You the swarm tyrant, yeah. and all the chests appear, Yep. and mm-hmm. you have 30 seconds to open them all, and then get all the I don't know how much time there is, so. There, there will be a time limit. So, yeah. and we that, know that that these chests that's going to be problematic. No, it's not. It'll be fine. Oh. I mean, we have ten no, seconds now before it closes down, and we don't do anything. So, I'm sure there'll be plenty of time to open the chests. So, these treasure chests, oh, these Elysium boy. caches, are going to be for a limited time only. So, I'm guessing that once you get everything out of them, they're going to go away for a while, and then they'll probably repopulate them and bring them back. So I don't exactly know how that's going to work. I don't know how much time in between we're going to have. Like if they're going to go away for a full month or say, and then they're going to have to, you know, repopulate it, figure out where it's going to go. Well, they said it was a limited time. They give embers and coins, right? So, Well, I mean, they said that there's a limited amount. And if you're not going to be able to get dupes out of it, eventually that pool has to run out. Yeah, well, I mean, there's 100 items and then there's embers and coins after that. That'll all... You'll get if you have every item, it'll just be embers or coins every time. Are you sure? I, they didn't. I mean, I know they talked about a limited time, but I don't know if that was indicative of the, you know how long those are going to be there. Maybe until maybe they can clarify. We can ask them to clarify on that. But I I didn't get that same message that you did when you were listening. Well, I, I, I said it was going to be for a limited time, and that's all the information that they gave. I mean, and this is one of those things that, you know what, if you had this written out before, maybe that was information they were supposed to get out. But because when you're live, I mean, we have a lot of show notes that we skip over a lot of the times just because the conversation goes somewhere else. So maybe they would be able to say, hey, this is it's for a limited time. They'll go away for the while, then they'll come back. They'll go away, then they'll come back. But right now, they just said, you know, it's for a limited amount of time. And I just imagine that it's going to be a limited amount of time until they're able to repopulate the chest and put them back out again. And maybe it's one of those things that this will keep them coming back for these, you know, this month and a half. And then we'll have something different going on because we know we're going to have the new stronghold soon. We're going to have the um, the cataclysm coming up. And then maybe when that content gets a little bit, you know, a little bit old, then they bring the Elysium chest back. And then, you know, we kind of rinse and repeat. So, and like iGame said, they said it's a limited time event, and that's all that they said about it. So, so let's speculate and make it the worst possible thing that we can. It's limited, which means there's only going to be one instance of it, and you're never going to get it again afterwards, and you're never going to get another key. Oh, my goodness. Look that's true. You heard it here first, folks. This idea <laughs> is terrible. article written by Mike. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you write for PC Gamer? Is that something that you do on the side? That's not a dig at PC Gamer, but it is kind of a dig at PC Gamer. All right, moving on. So you, I mean, you will... don't have to go to any any event. I mean, you can go to the events and just really not go and just scan your card like they do at EA Play. Also not, not really a dig at, EA ga- at PC Gamer, EA Gamer. I'm getting all my EAs mixed up. All right, so you will no longer start at the monitor during Heart of Rage. I guess that's cool. Yes. Except you know what? The monitor was actually a pretty good way to get quick rep. For a couple of your factions, I'm not saying that I hate the change. I'm saying the change is fine, but you know, it was a really easy way to get rep, especially when you can just, you know, all right, let's kill the monitor again and let's move on. So here's my problem with that, right? So Uh-oh. again, I was talking with Fajin about this. What do you people drop out? What do you do? People Are drop out of what? You just if people leave the stronghold, nobody can join to help you defeat the monitor. Now what? If you if you yeah. end up just one on one on the monitor, 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you, you think nobody, nobody can do it. You'll be fine. So that's the that's the one thing that was the first thing I thought of is like, okay, so people aren't going to join. You're not going to get sent to that. But then, what's going to happen to people who drop out or quit playing? You know, so then you're only the one person left. It's like I mean, but compared, I mean, I'm guessing they're they're hoping that because of the loot changes for the boss, that they're hoping people won't be doing that because you have the opportunity to get legendaries and stuff from the bosses now and and right. uh, with the chest at the end, but. I think it's a temporary fix while we have the chest and everything else that people will continue on. But for those that lose someone and they don't come back or can't come back, then they're down a teammate that they can't recuperate or, or get, you know, so they're, they're just, and they're down that damage and the fight goes for longer and becomes unfun. And so no one wants to do that playlist because of the chance that getting into the heart of rage will put you, Right there. So well, yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's I'm a sure lot of it's a domino it, effect. Right? So was that a pun? Yeah, <laughs> they'll they'll monitor it. I'm sure, just like they do everything else when they make. They're going to monitor the monitor, really. Yeah, they're going to monitor the monitor. You, you, and, didn't, you yeah, didn't catch they're that. They're going to monitor all of the strongholds, right? To see if this, you know, how the new changes work. Because I'm sure it's not just the monitor. I mean, that's what happened quite often because people didn't want to do it. Right. Um, we, of course, at the Freelance Codex, always did the monitor. But but Devin, doesn't that speak more to that battle than than anything else? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's because, this whole thing, you know, because it seems like you can fix that. that. Oh, we're gonna get to that section. Is it in yeah. the pad, the uh, is it in the show notes that I haven't read yet? In our show notes, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I have on a lot right. of allergy medicine. That's fine. You're all drugged up. That's okay. So we're gonna get more <laughs> loot from bosses. My screen is floating. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so we're gonna get more loot from bosses. They did not say there were guaranteed legendaries anywhere. They did say that they were increasing the rate of legendaries, um, yeah, but, but we're going to have to see. They drop from the boss. Right, and, and they're going to drop from the boss now, but we're going to have to see what that rate is because still, if it's not worth it, if that drop rate is so low that it's still better just to go in and do the first couple chests, I mean, they'll have to monitor that and see it. So, and and you know what? And like uh, like Aziz says in the chat, you know what? If If the battle was fun, maybe people wouldn't, just drop out of it, you know. Even if even if you didn't get something from it, if it at least was a fun fight, then maybe people would stick around to finish. Because you're right, like yeah. the monitor is probably the least fun of the um of the three strongholds that we have, just because that last phase isn't particularly interesting. Um, for me, anyways, I don't know how you guys feel about the monitor, or well, I guess like Devin said, we'll talk about that later when we talk about when we talk about the uh, the strongholds. Okay. Yeah. We will be able to replay critical story missions, and we'll do that through the legendary. What do they call them? Legendary story missions. Just legendary, uh, le- just legendary, legendary mission. I think because yeah, we have because we have legendary the other contracts. Event is legendary contract, and then we'll have legendary yeah. missions. And the nice thing about the legendary missions, they're going to take away the cutscenes in the beginning. They're going to take away the cutscenes at the end, and they're going to add an apex enemy somewhere in there, which has a, an increased. Um, chance to drop legendary loot and better loot. So, and there's going to be a chest at the end of these as well that's probably going to have a chance to drop more loot also. And these legendary dun, dun, missions, dun. you are going to be able to run however many times that you want. So, I think this is probably going to be a really good farming method. Um, and so it's going to be it's going to be of six missions that they have ready to go. It's going to be random every day. 
Um, and you're going to be able to run these over and over. Um, hopefully you're going to be able to get rep from them also. So it's going to increase your Arcanist, Freelancer, or Freelancer. Did I already say Freelancer? Arcanist, Freelancer, and Sentinel. Sentinel, that's what I was thinking about, Sentinel. Long-term goals. (laughs) Yeah, how? You don't have those up yet? Um... I, I don't play as much as you guys, so I'm still Some working people. on getting that stuff up there. So, I mean, you, you still play though, right? Well, I, I mean, I haven't played this week just because I've been gone, but you know, I'll I'll get on and I'll play later. So you're going to be able to do this. This is going to be another activity that we have that'll break up the you know, hey, I guess I'm going to go run a stronghold or do free play. This is going to be something extra that we can do. So I'm all for it. I'm excited for this thing. Are you guys excited for um, legendary missions? As long yeah, as they give legendaries. I'm excited for the for the um, new. Con- it's not new content, but but I'm excited for more content. It is it's something more to do besides the three legendary and epic contracts that we do for the Sentinels and the Freelancers and the Arcanists. Um, so it is. It's going to be fun to do. Fun to jump into that stuff that we haven't played in you know 37 days, 30, 34 days, 30 however many days it is. Um, and then, of course, the possibility of getting loot and better loot and more things out of it, having an actual purpose for it, um, definitely is going to increase the playability. So it's, it's a good move for them. Um, we, we knew that these were coming. And so it's, I mean, and it just fits. We, we should have been doing this from the beginning, um, but it wasn't ready to go on Legendary. So now we get to go back on Legendary and play these missions again, which, will, again, will be good because I think I've forgotten a lot of stuff. And so it'll be good to get back in and play that stuff again. And and also, like, um, props where props are due to Bioware and the dev team. This is something that we asked about and we requested, like, hey, we would like to be able to replay these things. Like, it's 27 days later from Xbox and PlayStation being able to play. Being able to play. That's a really quick... Tur- yeah. You get being to play the to game formally. It's a really quick turnaround from 27 days ago that's all i'm saying i mean that's fast right i will stop it is i'll stop offending all of our australian that was australian i mean that's and we gotta say hey thanks for doing that and we and we know that they're listening and we're we're grateful that they're listening they're not just saying no you're gonna have this piece of stuff that that we have yes man he's dying um so so uh, we are glad that they're listening and we appreciate them for listening and and we hope they continue listening because sometimes we can get I just I want to point out that Rusted, who is Australian, said I gave one of the most fantastic Australian accents he's ever heard. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure that's what he meant. I I don't. That's what that. They also said they fixed the respawn timer when you try to revive someone. Oh yeah, Um, Mike did this to me several times. It happened to me today in the in the uh, heart of rage. I was fighting the monitor and and some guy started healing me. And I was like down to 14 and then nope, he got down. And so I got, I got reset. So it was awesome. There, Glad was, this is being fixed. <laughs> I was actually reading um, on Reddit. I, I don't go there often because the place scares me. So someone was saying that there was a, <laughs> there was a blueberry that was running with them and then a running about running past a bunch of the uh, mobs during the swarm tyrant or the swarm mine, whatever it's called, the swarm tyrant. And so they they got really mad at him because this person kept dying over and over again. So finally, they're like, you know what? We're just going to keep resetting his respawn timer so he can't respawn himself by going up nice. to him, trying to respawn him, and resetting that the Uh-oh. whole time. And I thought that was a great way to like <laughs> to troll this person. I mean, I, I'm not advocating trolling anyone, but this was funny. 
And that's not going to be possible anymore. So I'm kind of sad for that, but I'm glad that that reset is going to be going away. So that's going away. And we're finally going to get DLSS support in this next update. That's, um, let's see, download, luck, should support something, super sampling. What is that called? What is that, Devin? Digital loss, super sampling. No, mm. so it's about in, instead of uh, yeah, it's basically su- the super sampling. It's their new way of doing it, so it's a lot less um, taxing on the GPU. Yeah. So what? So what it's doing is actually taking the AI of the car is being able to generate these images from memory. I get. I mean, it's not really from memory, but as these cards look at these images over and over again, they're going to be able to render them faster than they were before, and they'll be able to upscale something from like 1080p to like 4K uh, quicker. And with less processing power. So it's something that all RTX cards will be able to have. Uh, Rust says digital lighting super sampling. No, he's guessing also. <laughs> Rust is Steve trolling just me went now on, Steve just went on full nerd right here, man. He's talking about RTX and super samplers and all. So if you have one of those cards in your computer, I mean. You so. stop talking. So the DLSS is actually something I'm super excited for. Because, I mean, the, all the RTX cards have this. This is one of the reasons that I got it. It's like, hey, you know what? This is where the technology is going. So if I buy in now and don't get a card that craps out on me when I play Anthem for, you know, multiple hours and then I have to do an RMA for a month and a half. Other than that, I'm really excited for this update coming next week. And maybe my card will even be here um, by that time, but <laughs> Rusted, I doubt it. Rusted, we are legally obligated to encourage you not to do that. To sell your, sell your two or three kids? I guess it depends on if you like those two kids or not. Otherwise, and who knows what the rules are in Japan. That, that did make me really tempted to buy a 2080 Ti because I've been holding off and doing my best not to throw my wallet at my monitor and just buy one. And you know what? You let me hold on to your wallet. We'll we'll just make that arrangement. I'll hold on to your wallet so you don't have to buy anything that... But it's, it's there we go. I game deep learning super sampling. Thank you. It was on the tip of my tongue. I promise it was. So currently, Mike is the only one of the three of us that is going to be able to have this. JD, you might be able to get it somewhere down the road if you ever upgrade to PC. So get on that. And maybe we'll be able to play games with each other. Oh, or I'll we do. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so quick play will no longer cue you into a mission that's more than two minutes in. They said they they threw out a couple different numbers. Really, they they wanted to say this, saying that hey, you know what? If you're at the last boss, you're not going to get queued into this to this instance. So they don't they don't want people just jumping in at the end. But like you said, like if someone disconnects or you know some kid has to go eat lunch and his mom's yelling at him to get off and he bounces out. I mean, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to. Yeah, we don't have safe spots anymore. Mom, I need to find a safe spot. I yelled that at my kid the other day. So all right. So let's see. There's going to be performance improvements. Salvaging should be snappier. The interceptor can press and hold down a button for continued melee. I guess that's cool Devin if you're an interceptor. Our, yeah, as our well, resident interceptor, apply. how do you feel? Um, yeah, so... doesn't apply to super it's not, it's not a big deal to me because, yeah, like JD was saying, it, it's, it doesn't apply to my ultimate and I'm just used to pushing the button anyway, so... Um, it'll just be a different to get used to that because I've been doing that for over a month now. So, um, and then you, the fact that you still have to do that for your ultimate, uh, you know, which was, it was actually kind of funny yesterday when I was playing, I was doing more damage outside of my ultimate with melee 
than I was with my ultimate. No, you're you're mistaking the word funny for weird because you <laughs> oh, shouldn't really be funny. doing more damage. I was laughing. I'm like, wait a second. I'm doing more damage outside of my ultimate. But I did have all my consumables were melee, and so I was doing an additional 60%, which you'd think that would apply also to your ultimate. But I, I don't know. I don't know how they... But we have no idea how scaling works, apparently. Yeah. So, um, it was funny. I I was doing like 15,000 damage per hit in my ultimate, and I was doing over 20,000 per hit out of my ultimate. So, Okay, that's ridiculous. So, (laughs) so there's a change that you can just hold down and do 20k damage per hit, just holding the button down. So, the Masterwork... And this, I think this is the one thing that I wish they would have talked about more of during their live stream, like masterworks have been buffed slash fixed and some passives have been changed slash reworked. Like, what does that mean? I know they said, right. Jesse was like, you know, they changed a bunch of them and they're going to be in the patch notes. But like, this is the thing that I want to know about is like, you know, as a, as a storm main, am I going to have more viable builds rather than just running the same abilities over and over again? Because those are the most useful. Like, I, I want to know what those percentages are. What are they changing to? But, I mean, we have to wait for the patch notes. But, I mean, if you're giving us a live stream, going to tell about this stuff, maybe you throw in a couple of things and say, hey, guys, these are the things that we're looking at. Like, for the Interceptor, we want to make sure that the, you know, that the ultimate actually is worth something instead of having a melee build where you do more damage doing your melees. Or for the Ranger, you know, we want to make sure that your shock mace is doing this amount of damage or, you know, or X and Y. Not just, you know, read the patch notes and then you'll find out then. It's like, well, okay, I guess we'll wait for the patches to come out, even though you could have yeah, given there us. A, there was definitely a missed opportunity there to, to really, I mean, to give us some of those specifics because that's what you needed to do. Right. Like iGame says, they said there. they need to fix the lightning strike for the storm because, you know, sometimes it doesn't target things properly. And I think this is an issue for the storm generally. Like when I tried to do my ice blast, I don't even remember what the, what the ability is called right now. But you have three ice blasts and it, you know, freezes enemies in place. Like if, if an enemy that you're targeting, like shifts just a little bit, you could be throwing that ice blast, like, you know, 200 yards behind them. And that's super frustrating. So mm-hmm. then they talked about the armor and HP bug. They're still working on that. It's still some things that they have to look at. Um, ice storm. Thanks, iGame. iGame says it's ice storm. So I always get it confused. You know, ice ball thing sounds similar. So they're still working on the armor HP bug. Um, <laughs> I guess there's a bunch of issues with that behind the scenes that they're trying to solve, and hopefully they'll be able to get that fixed. Then scaling is being actively looked at. They've got multiple components to that, so they don't know exactly how or why or what they should do to fix it in the future. Because I think I think this is important that they get it right instead of just trying to you know throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. I would rather them take the time to figure it out before... You know, just saying, okay, everyone wants a fix. Because I think this is what happened when they did it the first time. We wanted a fix. They changed, you know, the scaling and they upped the incre- they upped the legendary number and the masterwork number. And then we got to the point where we're at now where none of it really makes sense. So I hope they take the time and they figure out a good solution for that. All right. What else here? Um, oh, I guess, JD, you already talked about the plus 20% thruster duration and the plus, I think we could all use a plus 20% thrust duration, right? Am I right on that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thrust overheat time. <laughs> well, she said, really? Sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own dumb joke. I'm sorry. 
So wow, I'm going to move on. You guys just calm down over there. All right. Okay, calm down. Yeah, you got it. Take your you ties off. All right. So move thruster on. overheat time minus 20%. So your, your thrusters will recharge 20% faster and you'll be able to fly 20% longer, kind of giving you a sort of a net gain of 40%. But I still think this is way too low. Like, I don't know yeah. why they just don't double this right off the back. Um, or, you know, just take away overheating in general when you're not in combat because we want to be able to fly like the transversal is the one thing that they said you know this is this is the one thing that separates us from all these other games is being able to fly around and the verticality but you know what we're not going to let you do that as much as you want we're going to limit you to flying for about 20 seconds and then you're going to fall to the ground have to find some rain and luckily it's been raining like a ton lately in the game so maybe that's just kind of their fix for it they're like eh, what if you just make it rain and it'll you know We'll monitor that and see how long people are in the sky and see if they're complaining more about that. (laughs) What? It says you are. It is the jungle, right? So it is the jungle, but you know we're also above the canopy most of the time. So I think they need to increase this big time. I mean, we'll see how it works for you know the plus twenty percent, but I would rather them increase it. All right, Devin, I talked a lot. Tell us about all the money that Anthem made from my wallet, particularly. Well, they made a lot of money from my wallet, too, and everybody else that bought the game. But uh, so according to recent reports, right, it says Anthem made, makes over $100 million in digital revenue at launch. All right, Anthem, uh, as people have seen, it was the top-selling uh, game on console in February. That's, uh, they only track physical sales, so that was pretty good. Apparently, apparently, a lot of people don't like to use the Internet and download games, um, which is fine. <laughs> you, know, you can do that. Well, uh-huh. not for much longer. Weird. Not if Google weird, has anything to say about it. it. It's, weird, it's weird, but you can do it. Uh, you know, we're not Google here to judge. Streaming only service with no uh, box. Guess, but in, that, that's that's, that's like not here or there. Over there. <laughs> but um, it says it had an above average digital download rate, so that's also good. Uh, they can't, they don't track that numbers, but they know it was really good. Uh, they said it's the second biggest launch for Bioware behind Mass Effect Three. And it's the best-selling game of 2019 so far. So there's lots of games to come out, and there's lots of 2019 left. So I'm sure other games will beat it eventually, but um, it's done really good. They also have made – it's not in the notes here, but it was $3.5 million off of, uh, I'm guessing, cosmetics is, is what it was worded. And it was worded like digital – Digital currency? Exactly. I mean, because that's the uh, only thing was... you can buy. In-game yeah. spending came in at three point five million dollars across both platforms. Yeah, so so I um, so I have issues with a lot of things. First of all, I want to take us back to episode sixty-seven where we gave predictions at the beginning of the year, and Devin said Devin predicted. Let's see where it was at. Anthem will create over one hundred and fifty million in revenue during the first quarter. So you're, I mean, you're probably going to hit that. That's close. probably on track. Yeah. We only have yeah. to make you know fifty million more dollars, but. How much more money could they have made if they actually had the cosmetic store that allowed you to actually buy oh, the things that they built so in the game? I, I want to buy the things. Let me buy the things. Let me see it so I can buy the things. Come on. Well, that's, that's what was sad about this week's cosmetic. You know, it's like they're only holding back because I buy everything. All right. I'm just going to, I'm, you know, <laughs> hi, my name is Devin. I buy all of Anthem Cosmetics. Um, <laughs> I have a problem. But. I can only buy three out of six because I already own three, and so it's like you're just not taking my money. I don't, I don't understand. You know, it's like why are you not 
letting me give you money. Yeah, it was it was especially bad this week when we finally had like some of the the scar themed uh, javelin armor, and we knew from like previous uh, previous news and updates that there was also going to be the interceptor and colossus versions, which a lot of people were looking forward to. Uh, Not to left the patch. Yeah, it, it made uh, it made the interceptor look beefier, and it made it took away the the metal hood for the colossus, which were like really different looking in terms of their actual uh, like what the armor looks like. Uh, but yeah, those are coming in the next patch. But I, I just remember like everybody feeling like, oh my god, there's new armor, yeah! And then then it, the store resets. We think we're going to get the other half of this new armor, and then everybody's just like broken hearted. It was yeah. just like, oh, we're back to the Sentinel armor and Shrike armor for the Interceptor. I don't even play Interceptor, but I know the name of that armor. I know Vajan was super happy with the Ranger cosmetic because he didn't buy it the first time it was available. So The first three times it's been available, you mean? Yeah, he's super yeah. happy. But that could also be solved by just having everything available at all times and just having the feature section be items that are on sale again and and we've talked about this before and we're going to keep talking about it until bioware says okay this store is bad because the store is bad like you said the suggestion there's been a suggestion on reddit um that you know what what if we just double the amount of items that are in there and we make it you know seven days instead of um four days um that doesn't solve the problem like that just makes the prolong the problem longer for people that are like okay i already have these things it's up for seven days i have to wait seven days before i get anything new on this store like the store like like we've said before like you said jd we should be able to buy everything that's available right now and whether they hold cosmetics for like you know a different season different event you know we're in act one right now if they want to hold some for act two or just release everything they have for act one act two will have completely new cosmetics that we'll be able to buy Give us the option to buy those because people like Devin will buy them all. Other people like Mike will save up coin and buy the few things that he wants. And that's fine because that both people are playing your game. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Like, what else we, my boys did today? Guess. Um, they, they used all your coin? They used all they your spent coin. all my coin. All your over 100,000 coin. Well, well you, let, you let the other one buy something. I thought I could buy something too. And then, <laughs> Yeah, the, the most frustrating thing about this situation is that we know that there are other armor sets in Anthem. Like, they showed them off in previous videos. Like, I think the most egregious offender of this is, like, the helmet that you have, uh, like, after the introduction mis- uh, mission in uh, the Critical Path. Like, you show up, you have this, like, really cool-looking Ranger helmet. And, you know, like when you go and you finally get your uh, get your javelin fixed up with the contract and stuff in Fort Tarsus, all of a sudden, uh, all of those cosmetics that were on that like broken, busted javelin are gone. And which sucks because it was a really good looking helmet. I want that helmet. It's in the game. Why is it not available for sale? You know, and and this is something we talked about a long time ago before the game was even released, like what the model would be. Um, like iGame brings up Fortnite does their season passes. Apex is doing their season pass. Like everyone does the season pass now. Rocket League's doing it because it's the model that seems to work. Like you either pay all the money and buy in, or you can use the sweat currency like coin and you can get all this stuff at your own pace. And you don't feel like you have to buy in. And you, you know what? If you want to spend the money, you can spend the money. If you don't want to spend the money, you can earn the coin playing, you know, playing the game. And both, both ways work. 
And, you know, the way that we're doing this, if this is act one, you know, give us a season, give us a pass for act one, whether we want to unlock everything or whether we want to like, you know, sweat it out and play hundreds of thousands of hours, we can do that. But the way that they're doing it now, it just frustrates everyone. Like, I, I see a bunch of people that are like, well, I'm really glad that they brought this back. It's like, oh, I'm glad that you didn't buy it the first three times, like when a bunch of us have. Like, I, I understand people are in different points, but if you have that option to buy it at any time, it takes care of that problem, and it doesn't create any problems for anyone else. So I don't quite understand what the issue with the whole cosmetic thing is. I mean, this was like one of the huge draws for the game. We did a whole stream on cosmetics. We had um, Leah and, shoot, I'm forgetting his name now, that was doing the cosmetic stream. I'm going to forget it because I don't have it on the tip of my tongue. But we did a whole 45 minutes of them going through that and showing us how cool this stuff is. And you cannot buy it. We don't have Talon Storm armor. We don't have the Ranger armor from the end of the game. You know, so I don't know what they're doing. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Like, I would love to give you all my money. I'll keep supporting the game. But you know what? If you're going to sell the Ranger armor again, and maybe they have data that says, you know what? Only 4% of people have bought the Ranger armor. Maybe we'll put it up again. Or, you know, it's like maybe that's the data that they're working off. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm going to I'm gonna get off the soapbox. We're going to see tomorrow what there is. And I think a lot of people, that, a lot of comments that we've got on Twitter when we put up the, the reset is like, oh, really? This again? And that we get that constantly. It's like, so if you can't see that by where, like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. And I mean, it sounds like they can control what's in there based upon the like, oh, the, you know, the new armor is going to be in on the one after the patch. So it's like, okay, you can control what's in there. So you're putting in dupes of what's been in the past. And it's like, you know, I mean, they should have artists 100% dedicated to just making cosmetics. This is how they make extra money off the game they should have an entire art team and they 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 probably do i don't know if they you know what they're doing but this is the way they're going to make all their extra money they should have you know more than just a couple people on this and put out a ton of stuff you know i mean there's there's all kinds of things they could do to to make money with they could they have they could also take um you know, artistic uh, suggestions from the community. I mean, uh, we should never do but, that, JD. Well, you should actually, never take hang suggestions from the community. Hang on, let, let let me let me finish here because uh, War, uh, Warframe does it. Warframe does. It. They have the whole thing called Tenogen, where basically they have uh, artists and uh, 3D modelers in the community. They submit their designs. Um, the best, like. 10 designs and these are like warframe skins weapon skins um you know a bunch of different cosmetic items um and they bring like the best like 10 or so um i don't know the exact number um to something they have like tenogen round you know five or six and if people really like them if they're like uh if people like really like them on pc then they bring them to console eventually and they stay in the pc store um however if if it doesn't really work too well, then you can't really uh, buy it again later. Either way, like that's like that's a good way to get communi- the community involved because there's already tons of cool fan art and uh, yeah, like design ideas. Never forget. Right. Yeah. yeah, like there's a lot of really cool ideas out there, and the community that is still playing Anthem and that is still like it's pretty good. You know, part of our Discord. It's a it's a good community. It's a healthy community. 
um, aside from the uh, you know toxic subreddit that we don't venture into. But um, yeah, the Warframe like, Reddit. I do not go there. I like the uh, I like Forza's um, customization mechanic where where you can download other creators' designs for cars, and I think that could be done very easily on a Javelin. So, and I think I said that earlier um, when we did our show yeah. on on um, cosmetics. So I think that that would be a great a great way to get people involved. Um, plus, it's fun. I mean, as long as it's appropriate, right? So, I guess, but I guess that's mostly for decals and things. Like you can't. I'm sure it would be a lot harder to do armor sets and and things like that. Because I think that's what, for me, that's what I want more of is armor sets. Decals are fun. Um, the uh, the materials to to create our javelins with. There definitely needs to be more of those, but but I need some more armor sets. Right, we want to look different, and and that's the point. Whether you can change the colors, whether you can change the decals or the graphics, we want our javelins to look different. Like our silhouettes need to be different. All right, moving on. Making Grandmaster one, two, or three more grand. A lot of people have been saying that you know what, adding just more bullets and more health to Grandmaster two and three is not fun and it doesn't work. So a suggestion that Reddit put up was maybe you should, instead of increasing the amount of bullets and armor, just increase the amount of people um, that we're fighting. I think this this idea doesn't really work, and it doesn't really change like the issue of Grandmaster 2 and 3, because if you have the same level of enemies, just you know double just them, more of them, you're still, yeah, that, like your blast damage is still doing the same amount of blast damage, so you're just going to kill them twice work. as fast. I mean, and you're going to take you're not going to take as much damage just because you're going to be able to crowd control them more. So my question to you guys is, how do you make it uh, more difficult, more engaging? Um, besides, like well, increasing loot drop rates, how do you make how do you well, but Steve, how do you want to go? But in Steve, there? I think I think I think there's an important distinction that needs to be made. I don't think we want it more difficult. I think we want it more challenging because well, I think because I think with difficult. You can get a higher level of difficulty by adding more ads. I mean that because then that's difficult. But I think, but I think to make Grandmasters one, two, and three better is to make it more challenging with new mechanics and different mechanics, and, and they don't have to be game-breaking, blow your mind mechanics. I mean, there's that one stage in in the uh, in the monitor in the Heart of Rage. Where you get boosted damage inside the orbs, right? So add those, you know, to to some of the encounters where you can do, where you, you know your damage level outside of those decreases, but inside it goes above, you know. So maybe outside it's fifty percent of what you can do, inside it's one hundred and fifty percent of what you can do. So so you kind of have to look for those, and then maybe make a move, you know, make it more challenging that way. Not just more difficult for difficulty's sake. Um, there's ways you can do it. I, I'm sure there's ways that it can be done to make the mechanics better. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. I'm again. I had one good idea, I think, and then and then the rest are lost to my antihistamines. But but I think <laughs> it. But I think it needs to be. It, it can't just be more bullets, more health. You know, it's got to be different mechanically. In order for it to make a difference for me, anyway. 
And sometimes all you need is one good idea. Devin, do you have at least one good idea? Well, I mean, it really just goes along the same line as the mechanics. It's really what has to change. And those are hard. You know, it's not just a simple... Yeah, you're right. It's not easy, yeah. Just just change. I mean, I, you know, kind of disagree with you on the more people thing because as an interceptor, the more people definitely makes it uh, much more interesting because I have to move around a lot more. I can't just float outside of the group and, and do stuff. You know, I have to be in there. So when there's more people, uh, it benefits me also because I can, you know, most of my, consu- not my consumables, my, um, I can't think of the word right now. Uh, um, gear, uh, your, um, ultimate, um, grabbits, um, legendary. Components. Your components. Meetings. I knew what you were looking for. Yeah, so my components are like, you know, when I kill people, uh, boost it instantly gives me 35% health when I kill them with melee. Or uh, then I have another one that instantly restores part of my shield. And um, so those are all like that. So, so then, Devin, just to do just a, so just to do a quick spitball off of this in a mob, how generally how big is the mob that you that you can take out with some level of difficulty? I mean, I mean, three, you can probably take out three ads, like, super quick. So, so like, once you get to maybe, like, six or seven, yeah, the mobs? Uh, so, on Grandmaster, I mean, it just depends. If it's on Grandmaster 1, they're, they're, I can take out a full um, group of, like, Scar that teleport in uh-huh. uh, with one with one kick when I'm do, using the, I forget what the kick is called, my gear piece. Right. Doesn't explode them with electricity. It can, kills right. all of them in one kick. Okay, um, so then, so then, so then, just double that, and then would that be fun? Because you can use yeah, your I mean, kick once, and you get yeah. you get the front half of the circle, but now you have the rear half of the circle shooting at you, and and you have to wait for your timer to reset. You have to wait to you have to turn around to kick the other side, and you have all those bullets flying at you, like like. So the point I'm getting at is is if you just add more people you have that many more bullets flying at you, especially if you add, like, the Scar machine gunners, because those things are crazy. They, like, they like, kill you, right? Yeah, and I so, hate the machine gunners on, on all the... <laughs> they just, yeah, like, slow they, down, and they're just laying right? into so, destroyed. So, so, imagine, so imagine just adding more people to that. Like, like I know you say that it, that it, you know, benefits an Interceptor, but really, does it? Does it benefit gameplay? I mean, it benefits me because it, it gives me more of a challenge as I'm playing because I have to pay more attention, right? Um, I know there's more bullets and those kind of things, but it, I think the problem they have now is the enemies they have can be fine, but they spawn in too slow. So it'll be like, oh, one thing, one there, they opened up a gate over here, and then you can kill everybody in that gate before the next one opens up, and it's like they need to have more of the gates opening up at the same time. At the same time. And the the thing that causes those issues or, or kind of combines those in Grandmaster 2 and 3 is because it takes longer to kill them, more of those enemies are spawning. So maybe it's not, you know, just increasing them all the time right now, but maybe uh, increasing the frequency that they spawn in, you know, faster in these encounters. Maybe. Because right now it's just a little too slow where you can kill everything. And then it's like, oh, okay, they're going to come over here. Okay, we all go run over there and just destroy everything, and then oh, the next one's spawning over here. Whereas if you know they all spawn at the same time and they're converging on you, it makes things a little bit more difficult. Right. A little more challenging. I would like to see a lot more done in Grandmasters one, two, and three with like relics and maybe um, oh, it's not oracles. Um, echoes. It's not e- echoes. You know, something like that you could do 
again, just adding a mechanic that we're used to, maybe just in a different way to, again, up the challenge level versus upping the difficulty level. I think, I don't know. Again, JD, I, don't think, I don't think there's an easy answer, though. JD, what are your ideas to make uh, Grandmaster more grand, more mastery? I, I mentioned it once before on the podcast, but I think um, I, I think if they started having um, some of the other enemies, uh, maybe not like the grunts, because the grunts are all basically the same across the board, but uh, some of their tougher enemies, their you know their elites and up, um, like from other factions, join the fight. Um, if it's like a narrative concern that they're worried about. Um, they could say that, you know, if we're fighting the Dominions, like the Dominion has resources, they could easily hire outlaw mercenaries. They could easily use Shaper Tech to maybe control the Scar or at least maybe trick them into thinking that they're allies or something. Or they could just use the uh, use the narrative excuse that all sides are convinced that when a freelancer is on the field, or at least this particular freelancer, they're the biggest threat. And it's like, you know, kind of like when... Lex Luthor and Batman and Superman team up to stop the Joker, even though it's like, ah, that's not exactly what they would usually do, but they all recognize that the Joker is probably the bigger threat here. Um, Like if they had different enemies, uh, it it worked for Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, having different enemies from different factions uh, work together. It worked for Destiny. Um, It works for, uh, it worked for Warframe uh, on the occasion that they do that. Um, like there's a lot there's lots of games where it makes the fights more interesting because the whole thing is that you're used to it's kind of like playing chess except every opponent you face has a very specific rank well, like type of pieces and it's like we could have you know the scar enforcers with the flamethrowers and the shields next to the frost minion brute you know we could have um well what are the what are those called again um the the are they are they banshees are they called banshees Oh, Furies, thank you. We could have uh, the Furies, uh, you know, uh, teamed up right next to some of the outlaw uh, ranger javelins. You know, like, there's a lot of different combinations that you're not used to fighting. And if you have those enemy uh, enemy factions kind of, like, team up and work together, and you just kind of fudge the narrative reason uh, or narrative uh, reason for them being there... It, I think it could work. It would make it more interesting. It would make the because you don't usually fight this combination of enemies. It, it, I, I'm not sure if it's like necessarily that you need to make Grandmaster more challenging, or you know just throw more enemies at it. I think you just need to make it not as boring um, because that's the whole thing is that you've you've been fighting the same combination of outlaw enemies, the same combination of scar enemies, the same combination of dominion enemies since the beginning of the game. We know what their arsenal holds throw something interesting at me, throw something different at me. That will challenge me. So, so Rusted um, came up with a good idea. I don't know if he, he knows he came up with a good idea, but I'm going to tweak his idea a little <laughs> bit. So you know when we have, we have to pick up the relics and we have to transport them back to the, to the thing before the thing explodes? Like if you're doing Grandmaster 2 and 3, how cool would it be that those eight different relics you have to pick up and return give you different bonuses or debuffs as you pick them up? that you might not even know what they are until you do pick them up. Maybe this one will grant you like 50% you know, fire damage as you pick this thing up, and you're like, oh, hey, now I can use this fire ability. Or, hey, you over here, instead of returning this relic right away, maybe I sacrifice being able to fly, but I have 50% fire damage until we return all of them. 
I mean, that might be a little fun idea just to mix things up. Like you were saying, JD, it doesn't have to be like, you know, something crazy or super difficult. It just has to keep it interesting. And having these random effects as you pick these things up might be like, hey, you know, I'm taking double damage. I have to return this thing as fast as I can, or we save it till last, or we save it until we have a break in, in combat so I can return this. So just kind of a fun idea that, you know, just reading the chat and thinking about all the different things that they can do to make uh, the Grandmaster more fun instead of just adding more bullets and more shields. So, yep. iGame says, I always wanted a dynamic weather element where a storm can randomly come into the event and lightning and ice were buffed and fire and acid were debuffed. So, I mean, that would be a really cool thing and you explained away by, you know, exactly what's happening at the time. It's like, hey guys, there's a lightning storm. All lightning abilities are buffed right now. I mean, that would be a lot of fun. It already debuffs or... It already decreases our thruster rate, so we know that ability is in the game to give us just a buff just because there is lightning around. So, Very cool stuff. All right, moving on. The loot has been increased since the last time we um, did a show. Have you guys seen any difference in the legendary loot drop, the loot rate? I haven't been able to play a ton since then, so have you guys been able to see an increased rate in that? Since our last show, I have gotten one legendary. So, yes, so you've seen an increase. I think I got it the night that we played. um, I think we got it the night after our show last week. Right, Devin? Yep. Yeah. So so I've I've gotten one. So I saw a lot of Masterworks, which um, I don't think I would have played Anthem as much this week had it not been for the fact that the loot obviously got changed. Um, I really liked how many masterworks were dropping because it started giving me not just um, not just like you know like masterworks to fill the different slots on my javelin, but it started giving me uh, masterworks that allowed me to like pick the best one for the playstyle that I was going for, and so that made things a lot better for me playing it, made it more fun for me playing it. I finally got um, one uh, one legendary at about eighty five hours in. Um, haven't gotten another one since, uh, but yeah, that uh, that felt pretty good. Although it was just a component and um, didn't really feel like it did anything particularly special. It just raised my rangers um, power level up to like just a few points short of being able to do Grandmaster three. So I'll get there eventually. But I noticed a big change, which was nice. Very cool. I haven't been able to play enough to. Uh to talk about the changes. So I'm glad that those have been working. JD sounds like you got a hundred percent legendary increase rate. So good for you. I'm glad that that worked. And hopefully because you were seeming kind of down the last time we talked about not getting legendary at all and just kind of being like frustrated with the game. Are you, are you at that yeah. point JD where like, if you're not getting the loot, you're just kind of done. Or are you still playing for the story? Like what's, where, where are you feeling right now? Cause like to me, like hearing you talk about it, it's like, if you're not getting the loot, you're just not having fun. Well, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not necessarily not getting the loot for me. Um, it's about not having something to work for. Um, that was last week. Was very much compo- compounded by the fact that you know, like I'm playing the same legendary contracts day after day. I'm playing the same uh, strongholds when I play strongholds. You know, um, I'm playing the same content over and over and over again. Um, and I'm, I'm at like last week. I was at 75, almost 80 hours. Uh, with no legendaries and it's like I'm earning a lot of coin but I can't use that coin to buy anything that I want 
because the cosmetic store just simply isn't updating. So whether it's like, you know, grinding for power or grinding for vanity, um, I wasn't really able to do either. And, um, you know, with the, with the loot changes this week, it definitely made it a lot more fun for me because I could, uh, again, you know, like start optimizing my builds and my play style. And that became something to work towards, like making the best build I could. But, um, yeah, like it, like when you when you're not getting anything substantial after spending a lot of time going for the same thing over and over again, it gets frustrating. And you know, I'm not gonna lie. Like I've gone from uh, since I got my first legendary, I've played another 13 hours, and I haven't gotten another legendary. So it's uh, I, I I feel like something could be tweaked there because uh, it's it's a little discouraging because like now I have like three javelins that are all at masterwork level. I don't really play the interceptor. Um, but I have like three javelins at masterwork level and I can't, I can't do anything with them, you know, cause all things, I just keep on getting more and more uh, masterworks. And so I just have to hope on the off chance that I get something that's a better role for one of my masterworks. Cause that's more likely right now than getting any kind of legendary. So, yeah, but I, hmm. I guess I, I, I don't know. Ho- hopefully, I mean, there, I mean, there's other things to do rather than just go for the legendary though right i mean you're you're completing goals like getting your rep up moving on to the next level to getting the masterworks unlocked you're not just playing just to get legendaries yeah right? but when you're looking at like a faction gain of like one hundred and fifty thousand to hit the next milestone and it, you're <laughs> gonna have to go and do like either the same free play events or the same legendary events or the I mean, not the legendary events, the legendary contracts are the same. The whole thing is that there's not enough uh, variety in the content at the moment that I could play for like six hours and not get burnt out of it. Like, I mean, I was playing, I went from 75 hours uh, from the last episode to 98 hours, uh, you know, at the time of this episode. So that's a, that's a massive increase, but that was also broken up by quite a bit of Devil May Cry 5 because I would just get burnt out. Um, cause I was like, you know, even though they're different, um, kind of every time with the legendary contracts, they still happen in the same areas for the most part. And after a while, like once you've done them enough times, even the parts that are different, you start recognizing like, like they're different in the same ways, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you notice trials of valor yet? Uh, trials of valor. I'm working on that as well. So I'm, I'm pretty close on that. However, I get the feeling that it'll, it'll just be a new trial and then I'll have to do that. Well, I mean, but, it, there, there will always be a new trial. I don't think it's ever going to be like, all right, you're done with the game now. Now it's everything. all time for legendaries. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be something else. Painful for finishing that trial? Say like, that again, any, like, will I get a guaranteed legendary for completing that trial? No, probably not. Trial is dollar? No. Uh, no. So it's like, get like a, I don't know. I just feel like it, there are certain things that they could be doing right now to be more respectful of their players' time, you know. Hmm. I guess it just depends on how they look at it, you know, and and of, you know, where they feel like this is a valuable investment. And I think it's definitely going to help. You know, the legendary missions are going to help, and getting more rewards. You know, with the chest at the end of of legendary missions, and and with the consumables coming in at the end of the strongholds, those kind of things. That's definitely going to help with replaying the same missions because it's more rewarding. And ultimately that's what it needs to be is rewarding enough to keep players coming back to play the same content over and over again. Worth your time. 
yeah, until they can add more content for you to play. Very good. All right, guys. I think we're probably going to wrap it up now. I think Mike's giving the signal that he's about to pass out because of all the uh, the drugs he has in his system. I uh, a little bit about me. A get to know you segment. I I'm a pretty terrible um, allergy sufferer. Like it's it's really bad to the point where I have to take days off of work because of it. And and not to lose our um, PG rating, but. I just sometimes want to take a drill and just drill out my eyeballs right here just to relieve some pressure. Like it hurts so bad. Like, mm. like, and sometimes anyway, anyway, so, so I do apologize. I've, I've been here and I've been there. I've been up on it, but you know, and the chickens are um, <laughs> circling in the pasture and the cows are coming home. So, you know, all right. So, so very cool. Um, Mike, even, even though you messed up them. Even though you messed up that Mighty Ducks reference and tried to turn it into a Star Wars reference, I'll forgive you because you're drugged up. But we're actually um, we're going to head down to EA Play this year. So, I mean, if anyone's going to be there also, um, maybe we'll hang out. We'll grab something to eat. Yeah. We'll do a little Freelancer Codex hangout for everyone that's going to be down there. So we're planning on being there the 7th, 8th, and 9th. Maybe we'll hang out to the 9th. It depends on what Bioware shows off um, anthem-wise. So... Last time we just kind of bounced early because they they had they didn't have too much going on. So we'll put that together. We'll have a lot of information coming out. Let's see what else at the end of the show. Again, you can email email us at freelancercodex at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice message. You can, you know what, if you want to support us, throw us a buck or two per episode. I mean, if you give a dollar per month, that's like 25 cents an episode. 25 cents for an hour and a half of content of people talking about Anthem and, you know, talking about cosmetic stores and yelling at developers. (laughs) You know what, you can do that. So real quick, guys. you know, huge thanks to Bioware. I mean, we, we're pretty critical of what we have right now, but I think credit where credit is due. They're listening. They're making the changes as quickly as they can. They're making smart changes. Um, I think we saw that, you know, getting something pushed out too quickly doesn't do anything for us in the long run. Like them increasing the, the, uh, Shoot, what's the the number for the power levels for the masterwork and for the legendaries? I think in the long run, it didn't really change anything for us, right? Like it's still, you know, maybe it maybe it makes a little bit more sense running Grandmaster Two and Grandmaster Three right now, but you know, let's give them time. It has only been, you know, like I said before, it's only been twenty seven days since the game has been out. So they're working on it. They're working hard. They're, I mean, talking with the developers on Twitter. I mean. They all want the game to succeed. You know, the message that... Oh, we forgot to talk about Casey Hudson put out a message on the Bioware blog. I'm glad they're still using that thing. Saying that, you know what? We're here. We're here to stay. We appreciate you. The launch didn't go as, you know, quite as they planned. But they're here. They're putting their heads down. And they're going to get to work. And they're going to fix the things that we want fixed. So, um, really appreciative to the people that are spending so much time working on the game. It was probably the best response that Casey could have given um and again it just goes back to like this is why i'm a fan of bioware they've always been very communicative very open with their fans um i know that the community isn't always as friendly as they could possibly be but i don't think that we as a podcast and like as gamers would be as comfortable um you know offering the criticisms uh that we do if it wasn't that we know that that we know that they're listening they we know they value our feedback we know they act on it um and you know 
Um, if you have criticism of Anthem, I, I just encourage anybody listening to um, try to give it in the best way possible, the most polite way possible. And if you have uh, an alternative or a fix in mind already, suggest it. Uh, any idiot with half a brain can point out that something is broken or wrong. And they've already heard that. Come up with a potential solution or just continue being part of the people yelling about the problem. We apologize to all those half-brained idiots. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, about you. No, but I mean, the good thing, like the patch, you know, everything that they talked about made me excited to play for next week. You know I mean? Ultimately, that's the thing, like... I've been super busy. I haven't had as much time to play as I normally do, but it's been tough. You know, even with the challenges that I'm working towards, it's still like, okay, it's not as rewarding as I want it to be, and there's not as much different content to play, but next week's patch is really going to help that, and so, you know, I'm I'm really excited to to see how it all works out next week after we get the update. All right, and until next time, freelancers, there's a shaper storm on the horizon. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.